Red Sox fans, here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Bastards of Boston Baseball. This is one of my favorite shows of the year. This will be the MLB 2021 predictions episode. All five hosts are here tonight. Charlie Smith, Jason Kelly, Andrew Dwan, Job Goddard. We're all going to be giving our picks. All six divisions. We'll get into the wild card teams on both sides. We will get into the Cy Young MVPs. And then at the very end, we will reveal our World Series matchups. Again, one of my favorite shows of the year. We're less than a week from baseball every day. And uh, if you're like me, you literally watch baseball every day. When the Red Sox aren't on, you're watching the, the Astros and the White Sox go at it. And I can't wait for those nights. So uh, I'm not going to – normally I would bring you all in individually, but we'll all be stepping on each other. <laughs> all five hosts on. So we are just going to lead right off with the American League East Charlie Smith is going to lead us off, so go ahead. Yeah, guys, this is awesome. I I don't remember the last time that all five of us were on here. I think the last time we did is when we built our Red Sox team for over the last 25 years. We all had five players. Um, That was, I think, the last time we were all together. But I think um, for this one, it wasn't one of the real difficult ones. I think for me, uh, Yankees made the most sense uh, with the level of talent that they have right now. Uh, Garrett Cole is going to be, you know, fighting for – a Cy Young this year, he could get it. Um, you have arguably one of the best closers in baseball who, when he's on and not suspended, is absolutely lethal. I think some of the players that they have in their in their lineup, um, you have the Luke Voigt's in there. You have DJ LeMayhew, who's coming off a fantastic season. Uh, Urshela's there. Uh, Gleyber Torres, who's in there. Um, Giancarlo Stanton, if he can stay healthy, can be absolutely devastating, too. And then you have Aaron Judge. So... Um, I'm curious to see how Tyon does. I, I hope that Kluber can turn the page and not do what he's been doing in spring training because I really do like that guy. Um, and, uh, yeah, so Yankees are my pick for ALEs for division. Very good. Uh, Jason, go ahead. Yeah, it's it's a bit boring, but I'm going with the Yankees as well. Um, I just don't see how any of the other four teams in the division, including the Red Sox, uh, can really make a major step forward and challenge them. The way the – the Yankees, if they don't win the AL East this year, it's a massive failure on their part. They've got the best roster. They've got probably the deepest rotation. Um, and they've got guys who, when they're healthy and they're performing, are mega stars. We're not talking about just, you know, decent, pretty good players. We're talking guys like Judge, Stanton, you know, Garrett Cole, who could be taking home some hardware at the end of the year. So um, I'm going with the Yankees. I think they've got the most complete roster. The only way they don't pull it off is if, they all get hurt again or something catastrophic happens. They lose Cole for the year or they lose judge for the whole year something like that. But barring any of that, um, Yankees have the best roster. They, they should win the AL East. Very good. Andrew. All right. Well, going to continue this boring start we've got and go with the Yankees. Um, to me, they just have too much depth. They'll be able to slug their way into any games that that pitching might let him down a little bit on non-Garrett Cole days. And if they have a significant weakness, I, they can still trade Andujar and Clint Frazier for 
some semblance of a good return. So come July, if they need that extra boost in the lineup or in the rotation, I think they have the means to go get it. It might cost them in um, the tax come next year, but it's been a while since they've made the World Series or little, you know, won the World Series. So I think they are a little hungry to add some talent and see the results. So for that reason, I'm going with New York. Joe. Well, I hate to break up this uh, love fest you guys have going on for the Yankees here, but I'm going to go with the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, I think Toronto has some great young talent. Their weakness is obviously the rotation. The main reason I picked Toronto is because Red Sox don't have the talent, the Rays don't have the talent, and the Yankees are already hurt. They already lost Zach Britton probably until May or June. They lost Luke Voigt for another three or four weeks before you know, we see what complications that has. They can never stay healthy, and they're not as deep as everyone thinks they are. A lot of the guys that they have on this team are now pushing 30 or even in their 30s and already have injury history. So I don't expect them to stay healthy all year, and I expect them to win under 95 games. Very good. So... I'm going to be giving my picks last, and if you guys want to adjust how you do your delivery, that's uh, that's up to you. Uh, the Blue Jays, for me, uh, simply, there's just not enough pitching there. I thought it was a little weird they'd spend all that money on Marcus Simeon instead of just bolstering their rotation. I thought their offense was fine, but pitching isn't good enough. Yankees, to me, have a ton of uh, pitching concerns. I, I don't know how many innings they're going to get out of Kluber. Tyon has had a good spring, but completely unproven in that division. And they're going to need guys like Herman to step up. And Garrett Cole doesn't have the secret sauce anymore. <laughs> so my pick... Terry, I'm sorry, buddy. You were you were out for like a good 45 seconds, so we have no idea who you picked. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to put it. Okay. Hopefully those are over. My audio is going directly into the computer, so uh, everyone else uh, heard me. So you only missed who I'm not picking, and that is uh, I'm not picking the Jays or the Yankees. My pick's going to be the Tampa Bay Rays. I just... I just really like their offense. I think Manny Margot, Randy Rose and Raina are going to be spark plugs. Willie Adamas is hitting 342 on the spring. Uh, guys like, um, I'm forgetting his name, Austin. <laughs> I'm rattled because of the connection. Uh, Austin Meadows. Austin Meadows and, you know, other guys uh, on the roster could be having breakout seasons as well. Michael Walker is having a good spring. Archer has looked good in very limited innings, but ultimately what it comes down to me is that no team looks like a surefire winner here. And if any manager in the division can go outside the box, it's Kevin Cash. He's done the trial and error. He's he's very well-versed on all those uh, outside-the-box scenarios. So call it an upset special, if you will, but I'm, I'm just taking the race. Moving on uh, in the American League to the Central. Charlie, who do you have? So for the Central, uh, I, I doubt this is going to come as too much of a surprise. Uh, the Chicago White Sox, I think uh, Lucas Giolito with Dallas Keuchel, uh, they added Lance Lynn in there. 
Uh, I'm hoping that Carlos Rodon can also kind of come back to where he was. Um, they added Liam Hendricks in the bullpen. You already have one of the best first basemen in the game. Uh, Nick Madrigal, who's second baseman that some people may not know, I think is going to be one of the best surprises. You have um, Yohan Mankata there. Tim Anderson is there. Luis Robert is there. And I think he's disgusting. And Andrew Vaughn, who is one of the most up-and-coming names in Major League Baseball as well um, on that team. Um, to me, I, I feel like it's it's a, it's a safety right there. Like it, It's going to be a really hard team to beat. So White Sox for me. Yeah, I'm uh I'm not aboard the White Sox hype train just yet. Uh, I'm going with the Minnesota Twins. Um, I still think the Twins have a, a good enough roster to win. I'm not going to say it's a better roster than the White Sox, but I just it's a sort of a gut feeling with them. I just have you know more faith that they're actually going to put it together and they're going to have a good season. I think the White Sox, you know, they they've got a good roster, but they've got to prove that they can actually put everything together and you know have a good season with it. They lost Jimenez for the whole season. That's that's going to hurt more than people think. Um, I do think the manager situation there is going to come into play. I know that everyone around that team is saying it's not and that it's it's resolved and don't worry about it. But I don't know. I feel like you got young guys like Tim Anderson who have already said he's really unhappy there. He's a key player there. You need him to be happy. Um, I think Minnesota just they've still got a good roster. They added Andrelton Simmons. They added Alex Colomay in the back end. Um, I still think the twins are going to pull it out. I do think it'll be a tight race between those two teams, but I think Minnesota will pull it out. Very good. All right. So two things I hate about the White Sox are Tony La Russa and Eloy's injury. So it made me want to go with Minnesota, but there's just something about the injury risk with Minnesota. You have Nelson Cruz, who is, you know, what is he, 41 now? Byron Buxton. Those are two of the top five most important guys on that offense. It just holds me back from going full send with them. So I am sticking with the White Sox. That's who I had going into this before the injury. Um, I also think the White Sox have a good enough system where if they are having a better than average season, they can easily move one of their guys. I mean, at this point, they're the IFA uh, like highway that they can just get all these international free agents. So if they move one or two now, it's not going to affect their system too much. And Madrigal and Vaughn are both coming up this year. They have Vaughn already practicing in left field, which yeah, he was already a great defensive first baseman. So they, to me, they just have the depth. They're going to slug their way. We, we definitely know that we've seen that. And, um, I am a huge believer in uh, Giolito to carry that staff. So for that reason, I am going ahead and sticking with Chicago. Joe. Well, I, I hate to agree with everyone else, uh, but Charlie kind of said it best that Chicago has the pitching that the rest of the division does not have. Uh, Lucas Giolito is going to carry this team. Like Andrew said, I think he's a 20-game winner. Um, and, you know, he might win some other awards as well. I picked them before the Eloy injury, full disclosure, to win not only their division, but to win the American League. I don't know if I'm quite there yet. We'll see kind of how I feel halfway through the show as you guys argue your points. Um, but I'm pretty stoked for the White Sox this season. These young guys are going to put it together, and they have a rotation that lineups should be afraid of. All right. Well, my other uh, 
offset special is uh, coming right up. Um, I'm not a big fan of the Twins because the back end of their rotation just isn't great with Hap and Shoemaker. I think the bullpen's a little bit underwhelming. Um, yeah, but they they've overperformed at at points in the last couple of years. So I'm not gonna. I don't think they're a terrible team, but I'm not picking them to win the division. The White Sox, the back end of their rotation isn't great. They didn't really pursue much uh, offensive upgrades, as Andrew pointed out. There, you know, they're having some young guys come up, so maybe maybe that's where they can, uh, you know, bolster their lineup a little bit. But the front office is perennially a dumpster fire. Russo's leadership is, is unknown. That was a very unpopular pick with most of the front office. And until they finally have that great season, uh, I'm just I'm just not gonna I'm just not gonna pick them. So I'm going with the Indians. I love their ability to develop pitching. I, I think having Bieber and Plesac at the top of their rotation is solid enough. And they're obviously going to be winging it with the back end of their rotation. Maybe Adam Savali finally steps up. But um, I just I love the chemistry of the team. I I know Francona's run into some controversy in the off season, but his leadership is still really good in terms of getting his team to perform, having a positive culture on the field and in the dugout, and. I think they love the fact that nobody is is picking them, and I I like them to win the division, and I think the Royals are gonna are are good enough now to be a pain in the butt to a lot of these teams, and so it, it, I think it's gonna be more of a, an interesting division than than people think. But put me down for the Indians. I also uh, told our YouTube host, Zach Tabak, I would read off his picks. I forgot to put him in the AL East. He's picking the Yankees, and in the uh, American League Central, he will be picking the White Sox. Moving on to the American League West. Charlie, go ahead. So this may come as a big shock to you guys. I actually have the Angels in here. And I know I'm probably going to be the only one standing here talking about the Angels. But I think finally, finally, y'all, after bagging on a team that has a starting rotation without 10 wins, Terry, I'm going to slap the stupid right out your mouth right now. I see you laughing at me. I think Dylan Bundy's going to come back. I think Shohei Otani's actually not going to get injured. I'm excited to see Jose Quintana. I'm hoping that the change of scenery can do some work for him. Griffith Canning, I, I feel just better about the starting rotation. I think that uh, you already know what Mike Trout can do. I'm excited to see what Anthony Rendon can do, what David Fletcher can do. Um, assuming that all the pieces work together, this is my deep sleep pick of the six divisions. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to be the only one that says the Angels here. I love the fact that Shohei Otani can be the two-way player. I think that 2021 is going to be the year that he actually surprises everybody, not only in the rotation, but also with the bat. Um and I will leave it. I will leave it there, knowing full well that I'm probably going to get jacked up by all four of you guys and Zach too, who's never met me before. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Very good, Charlie. Uh, Jason, go ahead. Uh, uh, yeah, you might be right. You might be the only guy who 
uh, picks the Angels mainly because I sure as hell didn't, and that's because I always forget they're in that division. Um, that's that's how unnoticeable that team is to me. Um, I'm I'm just going with the boring but yet sensible pick of the Houston Astros because they're still the best team in that division. Um, I think O got worse. I think letting Simeon go was a big mistake for them. Um, I don't love their rotation. I, I know they're really excited about Lazardo, but you know he's a young kid. It, you know, they're putting a lot on his shoulders already. Um, Houston did it. You know they made the smart moves they had to make. They lost Verlander for the year. They went out and get Otto Rizzi, um, who the Red Sox should have gotten, by the way. But that's a separate issue. Uh, so they they bolstered their rotation. They you know and they've always got young talent coming through the pipeline too. They're gonna have more young pitchers coming up. They're gonna help. Jordan Alvarez might hit 45 home runs this year. They still got that correct that great infield of Correa, Bregman, Altuve. Um, they're they're going to be really good again, and I think Oakland will hang around. They'll be pesky. They'll they'll give them a run for their money, but Houston's still the best team in that division, and I expect them to win it. Andrew, yeah, I'm with Houston too. And honestly, this is this might be the second weakest division in baseball, in my opinion. Um, I would have picked Oakland had they not had one of the worst off-seasons of any team. How do you lose Hendricks? You lose um, – jeez, now I'm drawing a blank. Uh, who? Simeon. Yeah, Simeon, too, to the Blue Jays. I They did nothing to improve their team. They only got worse. Their players know that. They aren't in it to win it. You know, They're always looking at their bottom line. So for that reason, I'm going with Houston. Uh, we have contract year Correa. We have – Altuve looking to prove something. Uh, Bregman's always looking to prove something as well. And that pitching, uh, Valdez, isn't going to be out as long as everyone thought he was going to be out originally. So I I just see them eking out maybe 89 to 91 wins, and I think that's all it's going to take to win that division, which isn't too much to ask for. Uh, I don't mind the Angels that much this season. I did give them some thought because I – I agree with some points on there, and you'll see those later. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't think they are deep enough to uh, overthrow Houston. Joe? So, I, I can't believe I just heard Indians and Angels back-to-back. But moving moving on, I'm also – I want to bring out my trash can this season. I'm also expecting Houston to win the division. Um, Andrew and Jason mentioned pretty much – Addition by subtraction uh, in the rest of the division. Everybody else got worse, except maybe Seattle, who's not quite there yet. And Houston is pretty much bringing back the same talent that they had last season, with the exception of Springer, uh, who's obviously a Blue Jay now. And you lose Verlander, a big piece, but you go out and get Odorizzi, who a lot of us wanted on the Red Sox, big arm. All those guys have been there before. Granted, I know Charlie wants to talk about the trash cans. Granted, they had the, you know, the, the cheating scandal. They're going to hear it from the fans. They're going to really want to show the fans they can win without the equipment that they had in 2017. I expect them to come out with a vengeance and win 93 to 95 games. All right, uh, I I struggled with this one a little bit and. I'm kind of surprised. I'm I'm taking Oakland. I thought at least one or two of you might take Oakland. Shamanaya is having a pretty good spring and finally seems to be getting sorted out. Frankie Mont- Montas could could have a potentially good year. 
they're going to need a guy like Jesus Lazardo to to have a breakout season. But I just feel like with Houston, I just feel like the, their bullpen isn't great. Their lineup, I mean, Springer's gone. Losing Valdez for a significant amount of time, I think, does hurt them. Oda Rizzi hasn't looked good because I'm assuming the delayed signing, he's just not quite where he needs to be yet. And you're going to need Grinky to, at 37, 38 years old to still be most of the semblance of, of what he's been. So I just kind of like the Oakland in, in this in this division and Bob Melvin, like Kevin Cash is, is used to having to, you know, go outside the box and whatnot. And I, I just trust that they'll be able to do it. If Houston wins, I, I won't be, I won't be shocked. They're also going to have, nobody pointed out the, the drama that the, you know, could take place as they travel to other stadiums and whatnot. So um, I, I don't know if that'll impact the team. Maybe maybe it'll motivate them and, and get them to play even better. I don't know. But officially, I'm taking the Oakland A's in this division. So three upset specials for me in the American League. I didn't, I didn't think the last one was going to be so much. But anyway, so we will get into the uh, – let's go with our wild card teams. Charlie, go ahead and lead us off with your wild card picks. Um, so for my first AL wildcard team, uh, I ended up going with the Indians. And the reason for that being is I, I didn't pick them for the AL Central. And I think they're the, you can make a case that they're the, the best team in the Central as, uh, you did, Terry. You know, um, I think that Shane Bieber is one of the most exciting pitchers in baseball. Um, the fact that he pitches in the American League and absolutely dominates everybody in the lineup, uh, I think is, is more enough, uh, to say that this is going to be what should be probably 20 to 22 wins just when he starts, um, regardless if he actually gets the dub or not. Um, I also really, really like what you mentioned about the, the fact that they really develop pitchers, um, Krinchak's their closer and everyone is super high on him. Uh, Emmanuel Clase is one of their relievers. People are super high on him. Um, I think the only thing that hurt Cleveland was the fact that Francisco Lindor is now a Met. Um, otherwise, you have a lot of guys in that lineup that have um, pop. Um, I think the rotation is going to be what saves them. Uh, it's pitching that wins ball games, not so much hitting. Uh, if you can generate a couple of runs of offense, I think you'll be fine. Um, but ultimately, I think that this has quite possibly a... a I think one of the better rotations in baseball and you have Shane Bieber at the helm. So uh, that that's my wild card spot for one. Who's your second team? Uh, we already mentioned it. Um, I think uh, someone already had the, who had the athletics? I think you had the athletics, right? I, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Who did Zach have actually? I don't know if we covered that. Oh, crap, I'm so bad at that. Yeah. Zach. Sorry. It's all good. Yeah. Zach had, Oh, Zach had Oakland, so I wasn't the only one. <laughs> Zach did go with Oakland. Yeah, so you're you're going with uh, Indians A's. I'm I'm going with Indians A's, and um, 
Sean is coming back. Uh, Trevor Rosenthal is, is the closer, and everyone's high on him. I think a lot of people, at least in, in fantasy sports, also really, really wanted him on their team. Um, he's been super fun. Loriano, their center fielder, I remember was like, oh God, it was a nightmare hitting Boston because he was throwing everybody out. You have Matt Chapman at third. You have Matt Olson playing first base. It's kind of hard to hate Oakland. Mitch Moreland plays for them now, too. Um so I mean, for me, it was just the, the second, the second best option right there. Uh, so Oakland uh, following the Indians. Very good, Jason. Go ahead. So obviously, since I picked Minnesota to win the Central, uh, the White Sox, I'm not going to completely ignore them. They are my first wild card team. I still think they're going to have a really good year. Um, again, I, I have a lot of doubts around that team, especially with the manager and you know, some injury concerns, but I do think that they are one of the better teams in the American league. Um, it'll be a tight division race in the central, but they'll fall just short and they'll end up with that, that first wild card spot. My second wild card team, I've got the race. Um, I, I still really like their rotation. I think Glasnow at the front, if Glasnow stays healthy, he's a Cy Young candidate. He's got absolutely filthy stuff. Um, I think adding Waka, adding Chris Archer, those are smaller moves that people didn't pay much attention to, but I think those guys will end up being really valuable. And I do like their lineup still. You know, I like Lau. I like that outfield of Rosarena, Kiermaier, Meadows. Um, they've still got some guys who can who can really hit, especially if Willie Adamas is, you know, really starting to round into form as a hitter as well. So I like the Rays. I think they'll be just slightly better than the Red Sox. I think they'll be better than Toronto, better than Oakland. And uh, that's I think they'll end up with the second wild card. So I got White Sox and Rays. Andrew. Uh, all right, so I wrote off Minnesota. Oh, actually, before I start, Terry, um, with your divisional winners, I just got to throw this out there. If you are feeling confident, a $10 bet to parlay those three picks will get you $1,200. <laughs> okay. So I'll you probably. are in a league of your own for uh, going on those. But if you're feeling if you're feeling lucky, definitely, uh, I don't know, maybe you have to drive to New Hampshire or something. But back to what I was talking about, I wrote off Minnesota because of their health issues. I just think that's going to stop them from winning their division. I don't think that's going to stop them from winning a wild card. I think they are a great team, despite what the Sox did to Barrios today, and they took him quite deep. Uh, Franchi and uh, Kike leading off the game, they went back to back. Um, I do think they are good enough to win that or win a wild card, even if they only. I mean, they still could win the division, but I still. I mean, I think Chicago will trump them in that. Um, but they, they're absolutely making the playoffs for my second team. I don't think this is a shocker to anyone that's been listening. I have the Red Sox. I don't think it's going to be tough. Um, they're, they're making the playoffs or they're going to make it within a game. We have to understand the influx of talent that this team can bring in via trade because they have two picks in the top 40 of the MLB draft this year, which is, it might not have a Spencer Torkelson or uh, Adley Rushman, but the depth in this draft is insane. Whoever they pick in their first two picks, they're going to be top five prospects in this system. So they can trade a Rosario, a Putz. They can. There are people they can move if they need a piece. They have six million to spend at the deadline. That's without even moving any cash out. Uh, yeah, I I think the Red Sox are going to be very enjoyable. We're seeing them getting out the hiccups right now in terms of injuries and COVID. We saw Dahlbeck take a ball off the hand and. Uh, shoulder yesterday that knocked him out for a bit and if Barnes is the only person out for 10 days I'm not too worried so bring on bring on the Red Sox to 
make the second wild card and hopefully Chris Sale will come back. Job. Wow, I'm uh, I'm shocked by that pick, but I love it. Um, no surprise to anybody with my first wild card team. I didn't pick the Yankees to win the American League East. Uh, I was one of the only ones not to do that. They're going to be the first wild card for all the reasons mentioned in that spot. They have a deep lineup. They have a good rotation. They have the ability to trade some of those guys like a Duhar for talent if there's a hole in the roster um, come the July 31st deadline. And on top of that, I think even if they don't stay healthy, the rest of the division is relatively weak. I don't think the Red Sox are making the playoffs. I don't think the Rays are going to make the playoffs. My second wild card team for that reason is going to be the Oakland A's. I think the one thing that the A's are always good at doing is finding guys and turning them into gold. Not necessarily always in pitching like the Rays, but they managed to compete with the payroll that's far below everybody else. And it's not just, you know, Billy Bean and Moneyball. It's the whole organization is very good at finding talent that no one thinks is going to emerge. And on top of that, they have some guys who are really, really strong. I think Manaya is great. I think Chapman is fantastic. He's going to probably hit 42 home runs, 43 home runs, even with a dead ball this season. He's going to take a step forward because he's in a contract year next season. Um, so I'm expecting some big things from him. And those are my six, or my five, rather. All right. Well, I, like Jason, I'm not going to completely ignore what the, the White Sox did either. The Hendricks pickup was was pretty good. Lance Lynn, I think, will be pretty solid, you know, in the two or three spot in their rotation. And Dallas Keiko as well. So there is a lot of talent there, and I'm going to trust that Tony La Russa will – Kind of win over most of the team. I think Tim Anderson will be the toughest guy to win over, perhaps. But um, White Sox as my number one team. And number two, I am going with the Houston Astros for much of the reasons I uh, I said when that was a tough pick uh, in the AL West. So the one notable thing for me is I'm picking the Yankees to completely miss the playoffs. So I love it. Yeah. So we'll see. Everybody, my co-hosts in, in the 2019 season thought I was insane for not having the Indians making it, and they didn't make it. So, um, so we'll see. We'll see. I just think I think that team's gonna have a lot of issues with health, chemistry, and uh, I I don't know if how comfortable Aaron Boone is right now, um, in, in his position. So. Getting into the Cy Young. Oh, I keep doing it to him. I'm sorry. Uh, Zach picks the Blue Jays and the uh, Red Sox, so he's he thinks that the AL East is going to be pretty good, apparently. So we'll we'll slot him down for those. Um, getting into the Cy Youngs. Go ahead, Charlie. Who's your American League Cy Young? Uh, I was I was hinting it earlier, but uh, my number one pick for Cy Young is Shane Bieber. I think he's good last year and just carry on. Um, I don't think that last year was a fluke in the least. We've already talked about how the Cleveland Indians do a fantastic job with their pitchers. Uh, he's only 25 years old, um, and he's he's ready. I mean this this kid could be in in like a smaller sense like the next Justin Verlander, where it's just going to be the Shane Bieber show. I think that Garrett Cole, I think there's going to be a lot of eyes on him with the whole spin rate thing and all that fun jazz. 
Uh, I think there's going to be a lot less eyes on a player like Bieber who just came out, destroyed everything in 2019, came back in 2020, did it all over again. Um, to me, it's it's not just a safe pick. I think it's a logical pick um, with Shane Bieber as, as your Cy Young winner. I mean, the guy is not afraid of anything. And so for me, year three in a row where this kid's going to dominate, Shane Bieber. Jason. Yeah, we're going back to back with that one. I'm picking Shane Bieber as well. Um, I really wanted to pick Tyler Glasnow because I think Glasnow might have the best stuff in the American League, but I don't trust him to stay healthy. I also think he's going to be a guy that's going to get hurt with voters at the end of the year. Even if he does stay healthy, he's only going to pitch like five innings per start. Like I can't see the Rays letting him go seven, eight innings deep in any of his starts. They're going to yank him after five or six. Whereas you're going to have guys like Bieber, Cole, um, all these other guys going to pitch, you know, close to 200 innings. Glasnow is going to end up around like 150. And there's just going to be too much of a discrepancy there because of how the Rays are going to handle him. Um, I'm not I'm not a believer in Cole either. And when I say not a believer, I think he's going to have a really good year. But I don't see him just having a Cy Young, like, you know, out of, you know, just out there, incredible kind of year. I think he'll be decent. He'll be okay. Um, he'll probably be the best pitcher on the Yankees, but I also would never pick a Yankee to win the Cy Young because I think their pitching program stinks. Um, whereas Terry, you've mentioned it before. Cleveland's pitching program is phenomenal. They do a really good job grooming pitchers. And I think that Shane Bieber is going to be just the next force in that Cleveland rotation for years to come. So I'm going with Bieber. Very good. Andrew. So, Everything about me wanted to pick Garrett Cole because I thought that would be the easiest one. Um, not that I wanted to pick the easiest one, but then I wanted to pick Shane Bieber. And I don't know. I Something about Bieber and the way that the Indians have been operating, do we trust them not to trade him midseason, even though he's got three more years of team control if they can get a ridiculous package? We see how cheap they are. They're not going to spend on him. So... For that reason, I went with a deep cut that the projections actually do not like um, whatsoever, which is kind of surprising me. Like the steamer and zips uh, projections hated him. I went with Lucas Giolito, and that was one of the main reasons I was uh, picking the White Sox. He had a great year last year. I get he harnessed his stuff a lot more than anyone expected, but he has the pedigree. He wouldn't have been selected as high as he was. He was the 16th overall pick. He just put it all together last year, and I think it's a team that's going to win enough games where you have some voters that will still see games won, then will you know, vote based off of that. I mean, we all thought that ended after Felix Hernandez won 20, 12 games and won the Cy Young, but it clearly hasn't. Uh, I just think age 26 season, he's he's got the build and he's got the arsenal to last the full year and really deliver on his promise. So for that reason, Lucas Giolito. Wow. So we only have two candidates so far. Uh, Jason made a great argument for, for Bieber. I almost changed my mind mid-show here. <laughs> but I'm also going with Lucas Giolito. I think at 26, he's just coming into his own. He had a dominant season last year in the shortened year. He had like a 1.17 ERA or something like that and kind of announced that he's arrived. The other reason that I'm picking him is because I think that 
the one thing that really always hurts Cy Young candidates is being left in too long. And the one thing that I think Tony Lewis is not going to do is hang out his star to dry. He's an old school guy like that. If he gets into trouble, Giolito's going to get yanked, and they have the bullpen there behind him to get him out of some jams if he leaves some runners on base. So I expect him to win 20 games, like I said when I picked the White Sox, and I think he's going to run away with his Cy Young Award. I thought after the first two of you, I might be the first one to pick Giolito myself, but that that is where I'm I'm going uh, as well. Um, Garrett Cole is going to be highly scrutinized this year because the substances apparently are going to be are going to be looked at on the balls. There, there's a lot of speculation on how they can they can really examine those, especially with chain of custody issues that we saw with Ryan Braun with his steroids thing. So, um, but I, I think. Cole will be scrutinized. I don't know if Bieber is a high spin rate guy. I thought he was. Uh, but nonetheless, I just I kind of like the trajectory of Giolito. And I think it, it was a lot harder in the American League to to really pinpoint anyone outside of the, the names we mentioned. It's just not a deep field. So Giolito for me. Zach also picks Giolito so that's three out of the five of us uh taking so my uh my whole deep cut thing didn't really work out huh (laughs) (laughs) not really no no. um all right well charlie and i are just gonna be all alone in rightville then that's fine (laughs) you know i did have a question because we're talking about terry's picks i mean he gets a parlay 10 bucks and a 1200 what do i get for parlaying the angels in there two grand a lot (laughs) yeah probably no stupid (laughs) <laughs> it was actually the Indians that threw him the most money that way. <laughs> All right, cool. Getting into the MVPs, Charlie, who do you have? So I'm going to go long shot here and go outfielder for the Angels, Mike Trout. I don't think there's really any question here in the American League who the best player in this league is. Uh, he doesn't have to do anything he doesn't have to prove anything to anybody he just goes out there does his thing and everyone will sit there and go yep exactly we should just rename the AL MVP award the Mike Trout award until he decides to retire whenever that is and hopefully maybe we'll get lucky and it's like Tom Brady does it when he's 45 or 50 however long he wants to play uh there is no player in the American League that does what this man does that's it case in point I think it's it's the easiest uh, easiest pick out of everything this evening. Mike Trout, MVP. Hot take, Charlie. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Jason, go ahead. Who's your MVP? Uh, I'm going to piss off Red Sox fans, and I'm going to go with Aaron Judge as my AL MVP. Um, I, I don't, I can't explain it. I can't give you a concrete reason why I think Aaron Judge is just going to go off this year. But I have a good feeling about him if he stays healthy, which is always the caveat. I know but that's the caveat with any player, quite frankly, if you're talking about MVP. Uh, he should have won it in 2017. He got robbed. Um, 2017, he showed you what he can do when he's fully healthy. He's firing on all cylinders and he's just feeling it. He can hit over 50 bombs. Um, just he can play phenomenal defense in the outfield. I, I don't think that goes unnoticed. Um 
I think Aaron Judge is going to just go off this year. He's going to be a big reason why the Yankees will actually win the division because he's going to prove they don't need to sit around and wait for Gleiber and Giancarlo Stanton to actually do what they're supposed to do. And he's just going to go off and he's going to be your AL MVP. Yeah, actually, I don't hate that pick. I had him in my top five when I was doing this. And there there was just something about it that kind of like I didn't, I couldn't pick him number one or number two. But Judge was definitely up there for me, and I, I give him a lot of consideration. Uh, Mike Trout was obviously a guy I thought about, but I just think there's Mike Trout fatigue. I mean, we look at another, other sports. LeBron can win it every year, but there's LeBron fatigue. you got to give it to someone else. So for that reason, I'm actually going with a this, – uh, this is going to be way out there, but I don't care. I'm going with one of his teammates, and that's Shohei Otani. I love what I have seen out of him this uh, this spring. And I've always been a huge fan of him. Uh, I've been following his career for a long time. He was one guy I was always like, oh, my God, I hope the Red Sox can get him. And we've seen that a lot of awards have turned into – for MVP have turned into the War Award. And if he can get, like, three or four points out of offense and fielding, if he ever plays the outfield, and another four out of pitching, it, it's going to be hard to beat him. And this It would be a unique pick. Uh, voters obviously haven't given, given him any thought lately, so it would be fresh. Uh, it would be an original thought. But, you know, I mean, every every writer wants to turn in their ballot and kind of, you know, pump out the chest a little bit. So, I think Otani's going to do it. He's he's been amazing. What he had a home run home run off of Bieber. Uh, he struck out. Um, who won? Uh, uh, he struck out Abreu. The stuff he's done so far has been ridiculous. He's hitting one on one routinely. So if, if he can stay healthy, I, I I really do think we might see the first two way MVP. I don't want to say ever because I didn't watch baseball in like 1913, but in my life. So, for that reason, sorry, Mike, but your teammates winning it. All right. Wow. Um, we got back-to-back injury-prone stars here um, with, with Judge and Otani. I don't think either one of those guys is going to play 100 games, so good luck with the MVP conversation. Uh, I went super out of, out of my way here to not pick the same player as Charlie because when I texted him before the show, I told him I was taking Mike Trout. So I'm going to take Yon Moncada instead. I'm going to put all my eggs in the Chicago White Sox basket. I think he has a lot of protection this year uh, because Louis Robert is going to be amazing. Um, he's going to have a lot of runners on base in front of him. He's got some good players behind him. And LaRusse is going to bring this team to win 100 games. So he's going to carry the White Sox to the playoffs, and I would expect a lot of eyes on him. Plus he plays great defense. Really quick, let me hop in. Uh, Luis was my second pick. I just thought he was a year too early. Um, but I, I am all aboard the White Sox offensive uh, train this year. It's going to be fun. My pick for American League MVP is uh, plays for the Boston Red Sox. I'm going with Alex Verdugo. I just I love him. I think he's really dynamic. I don't know if you can say he's a five-tool guy. I mean, he's not necessarily going to exceed 20 home runs, but I think he's got enough pop to be to be a threat as far as the long ball. 
I love his defense. I just think he's he's a very good all around player. He probably doesn't steal the bases uh, that a five tool guy would either. But still, I just I love the balance. I love the uh, I love the personality. I think his jersey is probably going to be one of the best sellers for the Red Sox this year. And it, it wasn't easy to pick in the American League. You could go with a guy like Trout. Um, I just don't – I think the fact that they continually miss the playoffs, I, I think it's going to hurt him more and more. Judge, that's – if you could guarantee me 150 games right now, I would say, hell yeah, that's that's a extremely solid pick. But I'm a pessimist there. Uh, so I'm I'm going with Alex Verdugo, and if we do make the if we do make the playoffs, I, I think he's gonna he's gonna be a big reason why as far as the offense goes. So so that's where I am going with that. And Zach uh, has an interesting pick, Vladimir Junior, Vladimir Guerrero Junior, who, <laughs> who doesn't even look the same. He's just ripped to the bone and almost completely unrecognizable so that could be uh that could be a nice sleeper pick uh by him so switching he made my top five did he okay he did all right um over to the national league side of the baseball spectrum charlie who do you have national league east so for the national league east um i I think I talked about this earlier uh, with the Indians, unfortunately, losing Francisco Lindor, the New York Mets. So we have the Subway Series in New York. Uh, Jacob DeGrom, arguably one of the best pitchers in the National League. You've got Cookie on there. I'm super pumped about it. The only caveat here is you have Mark Stroman, who I think is garbage. But I think David Peterson rounding out the top five is going to be exciting. We already know what Edwin Diaz can do as a closer when he was a member of the Mariners. But I also think that this team has an incredibly underrated outfield. I think Dominic Smith is so underrated. And I think he could be one of the surprise players, similar to what we saw when Jose Bautista was a nobody and then everybody knew his name. It's going to be like that. You have Lindor on there. You have Polar Bear on that team. You have James McCann catching. Michael Conforto, who's arguably one of the better players in the game as well. Um, I I have nothing negative to say about this team. To me, I feel like it's it's the Mets to lose. Jason? Um, I'm going with the Atlanta Braves because I still think the Braves are the better team in that division. I know the Mets, you know, they made all the, the sexy offseason moves, getting Lindor, um, you know, new ownership, all that stuff. But the Braves, you know, they went out and got Charlie Morton, which I think – is huge. He's, you know, your number two starter now behind Freed. Um, that offense still, I think, is, I think they have better young talent around their infield and in their outfield than the Mets do. You know, Colin Pache is going to play a full season there now. He looks like he's going to be a stud. Acuna is an absolute monster. Um, I just, I don't love the Mets rotation outside of DeGrom either. It's, you know, Carrasco, it's Carrasco who's coming off leukemia, which, like, that's a huge thing. Um, you've got uh, Marcus Stroman, who's a loser's a loser and always will be. Um, Ty- Tyon Walker, who I think they probably overpaid for after just one good year. And, you know, and then it's what, David Peterson or whatever. So I, I still don't love that rotation outside of DeGrom. I really don't. And 
the offense will be better with Lindor there. I do think, you know, guys like Dominic Smith, Brandon Nimmo, you know, Conforto, those are good players, but they're just, I don't know. They still have that Mets stank to them too. Like I, I still don't trust them to actually put it together and have like a division winning year. So to me, it's the Braves. The Braves are the better team. They, they've put it all together the last couple of years. And uh, I think the Mets will give them a run for it. I think the Phillies will also give them a run for it, but it's it's the Braves. They're just too good. One thing though, Thor isn't pitching yet, and once he's back, mix that with Degrom. That's dirty. If if he's back, if he's back, he, I mean, you want to talk about injury prone guys? Thor is uh, not exactly Thor when it comes to staying healthy. He's you know more like an imp. So I, yeah, I just don't I don't trust him to actually come back and stay healthy. So that's another reason why I went with the Braves, Andrew. Yeah, you know, everything about me wanted to pitch the Mets, uh, pick the Mets um, because of the pitching, but we have Carrasco that's out for several weeks now uh, with that hamstring issue. And then I don't, I, I love Noah Syndergaard, but I don't know when he's going to be back. He's pitching for a contract. Why would you push yourself to get healthy? So that's a big thing for me. So I went with the Mets for a ton of the same reasons Jason did. And they just have so many layers of talent. Uh, their pitching should be great. Uh, there's again Soroka back. He's been uh, nipping at the you know heels of the manager to get back and throw in games. They they have so much young talent. They have two Gold Glove caliber guys in the outfield in Acuna and uh, Christian Pache, and then you have <laughs> uh, Gold Glove. First baseman, a gold glove shortstop, MVP first baseman, um, and three legitimate MVP candidates. I just think they're too good. This reminds me of the mid-90s Braves, yet their big three are on offense as opposed to in the rotation. I like them. I like their chemistry. The Mets also scare me because they have two giant contracts looming. Uh, Cohen took Lindor out to dinner the other night and the number starting at $300 million. So if they don't get that done by opening day, that's looming. Michael Conforto also wants a giant deal and he's their best outfielder. So there's just a few tense questions I have with the Mets I, that I just can't pick them. I'm picking the Braves. I think they're great and I think they're going to win over 100 games. Joe, well, I'm also picking the Braves. Everything in me wanted to pick the Mets for Francisco Lindor. I think they won the offseason, but I don't think they did enough to get over the hump that is the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves have the best first seven in any lineup in baseball, in my opinion. When Darno is your number seven hitter, you're going to do some serious damage. On top of that, Ian Anderson as a rookie last season was fantastic, having to step up when Soroka went out. And Soroka was on my short list for Cy Young. If he was coming back a little earlier and we knew definitively he was going to be back, say, May 1st, I would have picked him for the Cy Young. I think he's fantastic as well. Their depth is great. Ian Wright's pretty good at the five um, for them as a starter. So I just don't see anybody topping the Atlanta Braves in in the East at all. I'm going to continue the trend. I also like the, the Atlanta Braves. I, I love their rotation. Max Freed, Ian Anderson stepped up big time in the postseason last year. They added Charlie Morton. They're going to get back Soroka, as you guys uh, mentioned. 
And they brought back Ozuna as well, who was highly productive for them in the outfield. He'll have to play the outfield uh, every time this year because they didn't bring back the DH, but he'll he'll be serviceable as well. And, you know, only the Mets, like you guys said, made more improvements. I wasn't even aware of Carrasco's uh, hamstring. He had a bad issue with that a couple of years ago, though. And the, the one thing about Carrasco is he pitched in one of the easier divisions of the past decade. Let's face it. I mean, the Tigers have been junk. The Twins have been good the last two or three years. Royals, you know, not so great since the World Series year. So um, I'm not sure how he's going to pitch once he does come back in that powerhouse division. Stroman's just trash. There's no guy I love to see get mangled more than him. <laughs> and uh, I, I think it's going to happen quite a bit. And if the Mets do overperform, I mean, every aspect of their team is serviceable. So they could potentially win the division. But I just, they're a dumpster fire perennially as well. And I just can't pick them to beat a juggernaut team like Atlanta, who got better and, and will get better when Soroka comes back. So I just, the Braves for me is, uh, you know, a pretty, pretty easy pick. And Zach uh, also will take Atlanta as well. Charlie, go ahead. National League Central, who you got? So for the NL Central, I actually have the Brewers. Um, I think they have an underrated staff. Uh, I think that Corbin Burns is going to make one of the biggest surprises this year um, in in the majors. Uh, we already know what Woodruff could do. I'm curious to see what Hauser can do. Um but I think Devin Williams is the best reliever in all of baseball, not considered a closer. And I don't think that's really up for debate. You have Josh Hader in there, who some believe is the best closer in all of baseball. So your eighth and ninth are pretty much done. Uh, it's like four strikeouts right there. So it doesn't really matter who you face. Um, Christian Yelich is one of the best players in all of baseball. Uh, I know I may probably be alone in saying that because the injury history is a problem. But uh Kesson Hura is there. Um, Colton Wong is there, and I think he's bound for a comeback. Uh, Travis Shaw, who none of us ever hated, is back in Milwaukee, and he made the roster. Um, I think, you know, <laughs> we'd be foolish not also count the fact that Jackie Bradley's there. And who wants to show a team that, uh, you know, they made a mistake by not signing him more than this guy? Um, and then Lorenzo Kane, whatever happened to him. 2020 was not a year for him. He opted out. I'm hoping that he comes back. And and that's my pick. So I'm, I'm hoping to see uh, Milwaukee kind of rule the roost here. Jason. Well, despite the Brewers adding the uh, the spawn of Willie Mays out there in center field, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to pick them. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that Jackie Bradley will have another fine 215 season. Uh, but hey, he might jump and make a catch at the center field wall. So yay! Um, no, I'm going. I'm going again, kind of with the boring but sensible pick of the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, I don't know how you know it, that team goes out and adds. Yeah, I know Charlie. Yeah, that goes. That team goes out and adds Nolan Arenado, and it's just. I mean, you add him to that offense. I know Goldschmidt has been taking a step back the last couple of years, but you know when he is good and he's on, he's still one of the best first basemen in baseball. DeYoung will hit 30 homers. Um, Dylan Carlson, you have a full year of him uh, out there in the outfield. 
And the rotation scares me a little bit because, you know, Flaherty at the front, he's awesome. But then it's like Kim, who's already hurt. Miles Mikolas, who's also hurt. Um, they do have some young pitchers coming up, though. Genesis Cabrera is going to be on the roster. I think he might find his way into the rotation at some point, too. I don't know. I, you know, they brought back Yachty. I think that's one of those sort of underrated things that, you know, we don't talk about much. But he's sort of the you know heart and soul guy who I think really matters there. And I think the pitchers love working with them. So I like what's going on in St. Louis. I, I like the way that they've built the team. Um, I don't think that's going to be a terribly fun division to watch anyway. I think it's going to be sort of a 86, 87 wins is going to get it done. I think that division is just not very good overall. So, but overall, I, I like St. Louis. I, I, you know, the Arenado edition is huge. Um, I still like the players that they have there to begin with. And as long as their pitching can stay relatively healthy and not completely fall apart, they'll be fine and, and they'll be good enough to win it. Joe, you, you know who didn't spend in the offseason? The NL Central. They literally didn't spend a goddamn dime. And you know who else didn't spend to get better? The Cardinals, because the Rockies paid for them to take Nolan Arenado for no freaking reason whatsoever. And this is coming from a person that lives in Denver. This is ridiculous. You just gave away the best third baseman in the game. So I don't – this was the easiest one for me. I didn't even blink at this. It's going to be the Cardinals. They're going to run away with it. They have multiple MVP candidates. They have the best corner, outfield, corner infielding pairing in the league, bar none, offensively and defensively. And I think Flaherty is well on his way to taking um, the step forward to becoming one of the aces in the NL uh top five, top seven aces. I have zero doubt in my mind that the St. Louis Cardinals will be getting uh, one of the wild card winners. So uh, yeah, Cardinals lock it in uh, divisional lock of the lock of the season for me. Well, the last two guys stole my thunder there. I was also going to take the Cardinals. The only drawback in the Cardinals is their rotation, which Jason mentioned. They have some health concerns. They have guys on their rotation who have a lot of innings on their arms, um, and so who could get hurt. But you also have Yadier Molina, who's going to get the best out of these young guys. I think that's primarily the reason that he's back in that role is because they want him to pair with these young pitchers for a year before he retires. I think this is his last season. Um, I also just think that addition by subtraction of the rest of the division. The rest of the division got a lot worse. You're no longer facing uh, the power clubs of 2016, 17, 18, 10 times a season. Now you're facing the Chicago Cubs that are a little league team. So it's going to be interesting to me to, to watch this division because I think the Brewers could give them a run for their money, but the Cardinals are going to win. And it's going to be interesting to see who they get first round. National League is very boring, apparently, and I have a feeling the West is going to be when we get there as well, but um, I, too, will take the Cardinals. I will say, though, I, I don't hate Charlie's pick. I read uh, a piece the other day about how happy the Brewers are with their team and how um, optimistic they are, and I love the Brewers. I love the Brewers a lot. Probably my favorite National League team, but... but the Cardinals, like you guys said, um, they've got two Hall of Famers on their corners, like Andrew was saying. Um, very, very well balanced offensively. 
I don't think the rotation's going to be that bad if Michaelis comes back in relatively short order. Um, Jack Flaherty is an absolute stud. Carlos Martinez is basically their number three. He's having a good spring, and maybe we'll finally have that breakout season that they've been wanting him to have uh, over the past few years. And the thing that really does it for me with them is their bullpen. They have a sneaky good bullpen. Jordan Hicks is back. He's missed basically the last two years with some pretty serious injuries. And uh, they've got Alex Reyes, Giovanni Gallegos. Andrew Miller is still in that bullpen. And I just think it's a it's a pretty, pretty well-balanced team. And their manager gave the best locker room speech I've ever seen which you could probably find on Twitter, and it's riddled with F-bombs, and you'll laugh your ass off. But uh, I, Mike Schilt is, is a guy that they play for, you know, has a Francona-like uh, influence on his players, and I just can't see the, the Cardinals losing this. But Charlie, Zach, our YouTube host, agrees with you. So he will take the Brewers. So it's four for the... Cardinals and two for the Brewers in the National League Central. So let's uh, let's go to the West. Charlie, who do you got? Uh, Dodgers, because well, Dodgers. Uh, <laughs> Clayton Kershaw, Trevor Bauer, Bueller, Urias, Price, and there's no spot for Dustin May. That's just your rotation, kids. And for those that are keeping track. Cody Bellinger, A.J. Pollock, Mookie Betts. Best outfield in baseball. Max Muncy's going to hit a buck 80, but still mash 25, 30 home runs. Chris Taylor is the only Swiss Army knife they still have left. Justin Turner's going to hit 300. Will Smith's one of the best catchers in baseball. Um, and you have Corey Seager at short. <laughs> this, team is, this team has no holes. Like, this is... This team literally... No. Like, come on. Really? This is this is as sure a bet as I don't know which team I said earlier was a sure bet. I think I was talking about uh, Shane Bieber winning the AL Cy Young. Like, just this team has no glaring holes at all. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah, it's again kind of boring, uh, but it, the Dodgers, Dodgers are going to win the division. Um, we we would all love for the Padres to, you know, to rise up against, you know, the oppressor of baseball, the Dodgers, and, you know, actually usurp and and take the division from them. But let's face it, they're they're just not they're not there. They're they're not up on the Dodgers level yet. Um I, I think people are a little too quick to jump on the Padres and, you know, sort of say, Oh, they're gonna it's gonna be neck and neck with the Dodgers all year. No. No, it won't. No, Dodgers are going to win the division by like six or seven games. Like it's not that this is not going to be, oh, they're going to trade first place back and forth because it, no, they're just not. No, the Dodgers are too good. They, you know, they spent the most money. They have the, you know, the biggest amount of just names and great players on their roster. They're just too damn good. They're too damn good. They're going to win the division handily. Andrew. Let me tell you about the Rockies. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I actually, I actually thought um, I would have heard one or two Padres before this, but um, I, I we're going chalk here. I'm going Dodgers. I really wanted to 
pick the Padres because the World Series hangover does scare me a little bit. You know, I mean, we saw like the 2019 Red Sox fatigue there a little bit, but the Padres just trying to assemble a super team in a single offseason kind of scares me a little bit. It's it can lead to forced chemistry, which isn't always the greatest thing when you're <laughs> with the same guys for 162 days or 162 games, like 200 days. And their rotation questions just, I mean, we you Darvish, asking him to go for 35 games is a lot. Uh, Lamette is not a lock to pitch a whole season. Um, they seem to be handling with him with kid gloves. Blake Snell isn't exactly a pillar of health. So for that reason, I am going with the Dodgers, but nothing, nothing would make me happier than to see them just absolutely implode. Trevor Bauer and Dave Roberts like come to blows like Papelbon and Harper in the in the dugout. I would love for the Dodgers to be like that Eagles, the Philly Eagles super team that they put together where everyone just ended up hating each other. Uh, I just unfortunately don't think it's going to come to that, and they are going to win that division. Joe? Well, like all of you guys, my heart is in Don Diego, but uh... – the Padres went out, got you Darvish. They went and got Blake Snell. And then the Dodgers just decided that they don't like competition, and they went and signed Trevor Bauer. So it's going to be a it's going to be tough to watch that division this season. I think it'll be fun to watch, but tough to watch for everybody who's rooting for the Padres. The Dodgers are going to win by four or five games. Yeah, I'm not even going to really get into it that much. Um, Andrew made some great points about the durability concerns of the Padres. Um, I'm not a, an optimist with you, Darvish, and he can be a bit of a head case on top of everything as well. Uh, and then Blake Snell. I, I guess my only issues with Snell are the durability uh, problems. He pitched pretty well in a power-packed American League East, so I'm not going write, to write him off in that regard uh, in the National League West with all the offense they have out there. But um, Dodgers, for me, just incredibly well-balanced. Might be – might the Do- this Dodgers team might be the closest to the 90s Yankees we've seen in terms of a dynasty – and I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. But um, but I I think I think they are going to be the team of this decade. And I I can't pick against them. Nobody did. We're we're unanimous here. Zach also picks the um, Dodgers as well. So no shockers in this division. No upset specials. Let's get into the wild cards, Charlie. Who are your both your wild card teams. So, I'm not gonna lie. Like my heart skipped a beat when uh, I heard Aaron Judge earlier because I was like, "Dude, you can't win an MVP when you only play 12 games." And then when Andrew started with, "Let me tell you about the Rockies," I said, "He's he's lost it. He's uh, he's done. Like he it, no." And then he corrected himself and thank God for it. Uh, my first pick for the. Um, for the NL wild card, I don't think it's going to come as a big surprise was the Atlanta Braves because I just didn't think that they were going to be able to beat the Mets. So for me, I think you'd be a fool to aren't going to make it to the playoffs. Uh, they have um, 
again, arguably one of the best players in the game. Uh, in Marcelo, uh, sorry, in, in Ronald Acuna, you have Marcelo Zuna who came back. Um, I think Ozzy Albies is also going to have a little bit of a comeback season. And then you have Freddie Freeman, who's again ridiculous. Um, Max Freed in the rotation, hopefully healthy without any problems. Um, they went out, they went, you know, I, I think Terry mentioned this. Somebody else might have mentioned Charlie Morton too coming out there. Ian Anderson's there in the rotation. They have a decent bullpen. Will Smith's your closer. I, I don't see any any major problems here. Um, I'm I'm curious to see how they do. I don't think that it's going to be a runaway division. I think that it'll be really close, sub three games. So that's my first one. Uh, the second one, I don't think anyone's surprised here either. We all picked the Dodgers, and we all know that the Padres are really really good too. Uh, the reason why I don't see. Um, the Padres winning it is because one, the Dodgers are way too OP. They're way too overpowered. Um, but I think honestly, if you can manage Fernando Tatis, I don't think that Manny Machado is going to be that big. I think if he tries to pull any of those antics with like dragging his foot across the first baseman's uh, leg, like he did with Jesus Aguiar, people aren't going to forget that. They're not going to tolerate it. Um, I also just, I don't trust the rotation. Um, and that's why I picked the Dodgers over, over the Padres. Um, the Padres are going to get there because of, of sheer power, and it, it's it's not even close. Uh, you think about teams that have actually spent and not spent. The Padres have spent. They've invested in their team. They've bought a lot of talent. They're going to go to the playoffs. So Braves, Pods, done. Jason. Okay, well, brace yourself, Charlie, because I'm going to make your heart skip a beat again. Um, not with my first wild card choice. That's the Padres. I think that's kind of goes without saying they're – I think the fourth best team in the National League. Um, they're right behind the Dodgers. They won't win the division, but they'll still be one of the better teams in the league. Um, I think they, you know, barring anything catastrophic, they will easily get one of those wild card spots. My second wild card team, I'm bouncing around, few different options, but I went a little out of the box because I just looked at the potential upside of this team and I thought if everything kind of hits, they could be sneaky, really good. And I'm going with the Miami Marlins <laughs> as my second wild card nice. team. Um, I that rotation to me, when you actually look at it, is it has the highest potential upside. Like Alcantara, Lopez, Sixto Sanchez for hopefully a whole season. Like they've got some good arms in that rotation. I like the outfield. <laughs> Charlie's just cracking me up here. I like the outfield of Dickerson, Starling Marte, Adam Duvall, who might hit 35 home runs. Like, that's a sneaky good addition. Um, I like Brian Anderson over there at third. Jesus Aguilar at first. Like, he had a down year in, in the COVID season, but you give him a full season, he could actually be really productive. I think Jorge Alfaro is one of the more underrated catchers in the league, too. So their bullpen concerns me. That's That's one thing that I would knock against them, but... I don't know. I like the Marlins. I, I like that it's a, a young team that's on the rise. They they have the highest potential upside that if everything hits, you know, they could be really good. I'm not a believer in the Mets. I think the Mets are going to turn into a classic Mets dumpster fire midway through the year, whether it be because, you know, the Lindor talks aren't going well or the Conforto talks aren't going well or Syndergaard isn't coming back and he's pissed at management again or DeGrom finally gets tired of having to carry the whole rotation. I'm just not a believer there. I'm not a believer in the Phillies or the Cubs. I am kind of a believer in the Marlins. So 
this this might be the one that you know this might be my angels pick you know from from charlie but might be the one i get ridiculed for but i'm going marlins padres for the wild card I like it. And you know what? The Marlins aren't going to be boring. So that's going to be very fun to watch. We're going to be able to watch that uh, with the Red Sox facing them a handful of times this year again, since we are facing the NL East. So I like it. Uh, One of my wild cards is coming out of the East, and that is the Mets. I just do think their pitching is going to be a little bit too staunch for other teams to face. Um, I think they have good offensive depth. I, I just... I don't know. You know, the NL Central doesn't even deserve any recognition in this category. So I threw them out there. So my number two is San Diego. Again, you look at the West, you know, the Giants are going to do it. The Rockies sure as hell aren't going to do it. Um, So for me, this was just a battle of attrition. And I just have the Mets and the Padres, two teams we don't usually expect to see in the playoffs in years past but it's a new day new ownership uh they seem to have a new lease on life when it comes to those two teams and how they are operating they're no longer bottom dwellers or passing on guys in free agency or making trades um and you talk about a you know a squad that can trade more prospects the padres traded like 30 top 100 prospects and they still have a top three farm system. So if they're in the hunt, they're not going to, it would make no sense for them to hold back now. Uh, Expect them to go just full send and, you know, be in there in October. Joe. Well, Andrew and I are in lockstep here. Uh, I also took the Padres obviously to win. My heart wanted them to be the the, uh, winner of the NL West. Just didn't have it in me to take them. I also think the Mets are very dangerous. I wanted to take the Mets to win the division, but again, the Braves are too deep, too good at the pitching. I didn't even think about their acquisition of Charlie Wharton this offseason. But the Mets are still Carrasco. Everyone kind of hated on Carrasco here when we went through that about five minutes ago. I think Carrasco could be very, very good. Um, he again comes from that Indian system that puts out very good pitching. And on top of that, Noah Syndergaard is going to make a return at some point um, to full health. So you're going to have, I think, three really strong starters. And the addition of Francisco Lindor makes their offense uh, very deep, even if they have some injuries. I think the Mets are going to be sustainable, and they're going to be a force in the National League. Well, my uh, first team is uh, basically going to agree with everyone so far. Uh, the San Diego Padres, too, too balanced enough to, to say that they're going to definitively not make the playoffs. Uh, so that's my number one team. Number two, I, I don't think this is going to be a big shocker, despite the fact I'm the first one to uh, pick them. But I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Phillies. I, you know, with Noah and Wheeler at the top of their rotation, uh, beyond that, it's a little dicey, but I'm going to trust that Joe Girardi will will figure that out. For a Dave Dombrowski bullpen, this is one of the better ones I've ever seen. They've got uh, Archie Bradley, Hector Neris. they got that Alvarado kid out of uh, Tampa, has some health concerns with him, so that's not a shocker as far as a Dombrowski move. 
And they have Brandon Kensler in that bullpen. So very serviceable bullpen. There's enough pop in that lineup, as we know. They brought back Real Muto. Um, you know, we know Bryce Harper is going to mash 30 plus. And if Reese Hoskins can, can put it together, he's been a bit of a disappointment in the last couple of years. But if he can be a little bit more productive offensively, then I think, um, I think they've got a, a powerhouse offensively. And, and also Gregorius, who uh, will also be back with them for 2021. So, um, so Padres, Phillies for me. Zach had, let's see, he had Padres and the Mets. So the Mets were a popular pick in the uh, wild card, but I just can't until they finally do it. I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to pick them. They're just too, too flimsy and too many liabilities on and off the field to, to really, uh, you know, discount some other good teams. So getting into the Cy Youngs now, Charlie, who do you have? Uh, this goes in tie with the team that I thought was going to go win the NL Central. I know we had four four fans for the Birds, and then Zach was using you know what I like to call common sense in what I think is going to be the best team in the NL Central. I think the NL Central actually also holds the Cy Young winner, and that would be Corbin Burns, who I think is incredibly underrated. I think he's the most one of the more underrated players in the majors. Gave up two home runs last year. Um, struck out 88 guys in 59 two-thirds. Had an ERA just over two. Um, I think this guy could has a chance at striking out 300-plus. Um, do I think he's got a chance at striking out like 370 like uh, Randy Johnson? Not yet. Maybe that comes down the line. But uh, he, in my opinion, is just my... It's a... May, may seem far-fetched, but I think given the fact that uh, the division is not the strongest, a lot of the talent that uh, was in the NL Central has left. And um, I think he's got enough offensive firepower in the lineup to be able to generate a minimum of 20 wins for his team when he starts. I don't think it is completely far-fetched to see him winning 16 to 18 games minimum. I think he still probably hits like 2.5, 2.6, and he cracks 290 to 320 strikeouts. So that's my pick. Jason, go ahead. I'm going, yeah, Sixto Sanchez. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, I'm actually just going to go with the guy who I think is the best pitcher on the Dodgers staff, and that's Walker Bueller. Um, I think Walker Bueller is filthy. I think he already – in his head believes that he is the ace of that team, even though everyone will tell him it's Kershaw. He's in his head. He goes, no, it's me. I'm the best guy on the staff. I think he wants to be the best guy on the staff. Um, his stuff is disgusting. He plays for the best team in baseball. So run support's never going to be an issue. He's pretty much going to be comfortable in every game that he pitches. He's going to get to beat up on Arizona, the giants and the Rockies a bunch, you know, th throughout the season. Um, and also the whole National League, too. I mean, there's really only barely a handful of elite teams in the National League. So he's going to get to beat up on, like, the Pirates and, you know, the the Cubs and, you know, the Brewers. So I I really like Walker Buehler. I think he's nasty. I think this is the year that he 
steps forward and says, forget Clayton Kershaw. This is my team. This is my rotation. And he's going to win the Cy Young in the National League. So for me, I picked DeGrom. I I don't know what original argument I could make here. He's just so damn good. (laughs) Like, I literally cannot make a better, more detailed argument than he's just so damn good. Uh, everything he does is filthy. If any of you guys have been following Pitching Ninja, every five days you're going to have like 37 tweets after 37 pitches. Everything just moves too much. You literally cannot hit him. It's great, and I do think his strength of schedule is going to give a a, uh, boost here. He's going to be facing the NL, both Easts for that matter. Uh, The NL East has a ton of bats. We have several MVP candidate bats in that division. And then the AL East is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, you look at the Yankees lineup, you look at the Sox lineup, you look at the Blue Jays lineup, and to a lesser extent, maybe the Rays. But if he can win 20 games with the, with his uh, with this new and improved Mets team, I just don't see anyone overtaking him. Actually, I did have Walker Bueller number two. I love Walker Bueller. You give me a Vandy pitcher, and <laughs> I don't know how you can make an argument against him. He's amazing. I think he might be that be- the best pitcher on that staff now. And actually, I think Dustin May might be the second or third best guy on that staff. And he's not even... He's not even a candidate at this point. He should probably be ahead of uh, David Price in that rotation. Um, and I think Price actually might prefer that because at this point, I like David Price, but I think he wouldn't mind pitching like seven innings a week out of the bullpen. But yeah, uh, give me DeGrom and then Walker Bueller in a tight one, too. Joe. Well, so uh, Jason jokingly commented Sixto Sanchez. He actually made my top three, um, and I really, really wanted to pick him. I also really wanted to pick Walker Bueller. Glad I didn't. I went with a second-year pitcher in the league who's going to dominate the best the best division I think in baseball. I'm taking the Braves, Ian Anderson. It's a totally out-of-the-box pick for a lot of people who didn't watch last season, especially the postseason. Um, Ian Anderson was expected to be their number four, maybe number five starter at any given point last season, and instead he ended up being number one when Soroka went down. And he's not going to have necessarily the pressure that you might expect for somebody coming off you know, a 1.17 ERA um, start to his career because Max Freed is in front of him. Charlie Morton is going to be either right in front of him or just behind him in the rotation, and they're not going to rely on him really for pressure innings early. So expect him to dominate the National League East, and I think he's going to take home some hardware. That's uh, an interesting pick. My boldest one. I've picked Walker Bueller to win the Cy Young twice in, in the last few years, and I'm sick of picking Walker Bueller. So this will probably be the year he finally does win it. Um, and I do agree, he is the best. I mean, Bauer had an amazing year, but he might not have his sauce this year to add to the ball. So 
So maybe Bueller is the best. But my Cy Young pick, Aaron Nola. Um, just all-around solid pitcher. Hasn't really had a bad season in his career. And top three Cy Young last year. I just feel like this could be the year he, he puts it together. And um, that's that's where I'm going. Zach uh, has DeGrom, so definitely the most popular pick for, for Cy Young in the uh, National League. Getting over to the MVPs, Charlie, who do you have? So I doubt I'm going to be the only one here. Uh, this is one of the best hitters in baseball, and I think he surpassed uh, Acuna as the best hitter in the National League and is giving what I think the face of Major League Baseball a run for the future of the face of baseball, and that's Juan Soto. Uh, this guy, bless you, uh, I think that he's got the shot. I just realized no one could hear, hear him sneeze. Uh, I, I think Soto has the shot of hitting 45-plus home runs while also hitting over 330. If he can add stolen bases to his game, hit a couple more doubles, this is someone that has the capability of hitting uh, 30 plus doubles, 45 plus homers, 120 plus RBIs. Um, I think this guy is going to be an absolute terror. And I think this is a sure bet. Oh, yeah. He's 21 years old. Uh, that's disgusting. Meaning you're going to be seeing this for another 10 plus years. Yeah. If, if I'm Washington right now, this is my top priority. Lock this kid up. Uh, players on his own team are ter- like terrified of this guy. Like he does this little Soto shuffle thing that drives me absolutely bonkers. But credit the kid for doing something that makes him just go a little bit off. You know the rocker here. But Soto is my pick. As much as I just like to say it, this kid is the real deal. Pure talent. Super smart on the field. Amazing in the box. Very good. Jason? Um, I'm going with the guy that you think Soto has surpassed because I don't think he's passed him yet. I'm going with Ron Lacuna. Um, I think Acuna is still the best player in the National League. Uh, I think he's probably the only candidate in the National League who could actually have like a 40-40 season. Um, he was only a handful of stolen bases away from doing that in 2019. He was like, I think, three stolen bases away from having a 40-40 season. So, uh, he's got the power. He's good defensively. He hits for a high average. Um, you know, he gets on base a lot. He's just, he is the absolute centerpiece of that Atlanta offense. And that's saying something because Freddie Freeman's there. They've got, you know, they've so much talent on that Atlanta roster, but I think Acuna is the guy that drives the bus. And I think this year he's going to just really put it all together. He might have the 40, 40 year this year. Might end up with 45 homers and 40 stolen bases. And he's probably going to hit either close to 300 or over that. And I think he'll just knock it out of the park. I think he'll be better than Betts. He'll be better than Bellinger. He'll be better than Tatis, Soto. It's actually going to be a pretty good race in the National League. I think Arenado will be in there too. Um, there's a lot of good candidates, but I just, I love Acuna. I love that he's a complete player, five-tool guy. And I think this year he he puts it all together and he wins it. All right. Frank Robinson, Ron Lacoon Jr., Mike Trout, Mickey Mantle, Hank Aaron, Tony C., Bob Horner, 
Orlando Cepeda, Eddie Matthews, and Ken Griffey Jr. Those are the similarity scores on baseball reference for Juan Soto. Juan Soto is going to win this MVP. Juan Soto is one of my favorite players in the league. He is Ted Williams Jr. I love Juan Soto. I cannot wait until Juan Soto demands $450 million from the Nationals because they've been trying to lock him up long-term here, but they feel like they have a stronger chance of locking up Trey Turner. Juan Soto is my ultimate pipe dream of for trading the absolute farm and Alex Verdugo and or Jaron Duran or Jimenez, whatever it comes to when they realize, oh shit, we can't sign this 24-year-old who wants a 15-year deal at $500 million and he's going to sell so much merch at Fenway Park. It's great. The guy literally was born to hit he has the personality. Go watch his battle with Strowman the la- uh, last week where they're going back and forth. It is amazing. He is what this game needs. He's got the personality. He's got the flair. He might not feel, but who gives a damn? This is what we want. This is what baseball fans need, and he is going to win the MVP. He's not going to win one. He's not going to win two. He's not going to win three. As uh, Red Sox owner uh, LeBron James phrased it about 10 years ago when he went to Miami, he's going to win countless MVPs, and it's going to be great. I love Juan Soto. Let it be known. I might go on DHK later and buy his Red Sox jersey. He's going to win the MVP. I love Acuna, but give it to Juan, and this is great for baseball. So, So which body part is your Juan Soto tattoo located? Uh, it's a full body piece. I don't know. It, it took like 36 hours. And I passed out from pain. It it was totally worth it. I'll show it to you later. Okay. I thought it might be on one of the butt cheeks, but um, oh, a lot of, a lot of it's confidence. There too. <laughs> okay. A lot That's of confidence. A lot of confidence in the, the MVP picks this year. Uh, Joe, I'm, go ahead. I'm, I'm, that's a tough one to follow. I'm going to be honest. Um, Juan Soto is the, the odds-on favorite in Las Vegas to win the MVP at 15-2 to two odds. It's plus 750. I don't even think that he's my top three. Mm-hmm. Um, my top three candidates for the MVP are Mookie Betts, Ronald Acuna Jr., and the face of baseball, Fernando Tatis Jr., um, who I think people are paying attention to now more so than they've ever paid attention to a guy his age in baseball. He is on the cover of the new video game. He is the first Padres player to single-handedly take his team to national recognition because the Padres played in zero nationally televised games for the last seven years, and now they have seven of them this season. Fernando Tachi Jr. is going to be in front of a lot of eyes. He's going to hit 40-plus home runs. The Padres and Dodgers are going to be duking out all season, so he's going to have that going for him. The tight race, can he bring the Padres level? Can they pass the Dodgers? Oh, there's a three-game series this weekend, on, and they're on Sunday Night Baseball. All of that's going to help his case, whereas Juan Soto is going to be buried 
in the Nationals organization as the third best team in his division. That matters in baseball a lot when you're not the leader in war. If your name's not Mike Trout, you have to make the playoffs to win the MVP. So I'm going to take Fernando Tatis Jr. and the Padres. Very good. I have taken Acuna in the past, and it wouldn't shock me if he wins it. I think Jason made some good points there. Um, It came down to two players for me, and Soto was my runner-up. So if I'm wrong there, then so be it. He's immensely talented, and like Andrew said, could be like the the Mike Trout of the American League, where it's just going to be automatic some years. But the the one guy I'm going with this year is is Mookie Betts. I hope he doesn't win it. You know, I'm not. Everybody knows how I, I feel about Mookie, uh, but I just feel like he's got so much talent around him. It's gonna he he's in the lowest pressure situation of, of any candidates we've mentioned. You know, he's gonna have all all those guys on base around him, no pressure at all. And I think Mookie thrives with no pressure. He doesn't have the greatest postseason record. A lot of his, you know, accolades come in in, in the regular season, and I just feel like he, he he's one of the best offensive players. He's one of the the best defensive players there is in Major League Baseball, and I'm just gonna take Mookie for for my MVP, Zach. Took. I'm a bad host. I didn't write down who he took. <laughs> <laughs> Bear with me. He's probably gonna quit. I'm starting to really like Zach. Yeah, I'm starting to really like his picks. He lines up with me a lot. We're He's doing uh, an introductory uh, episode on YouTube. He's gonna be the host this season. Uh, maybe he didn't, uh, let's see. Oh, no, he picks Acuna. I did know that. I just didn't write it down. Um, so two for Acuna and then the rest of us kind of across the board. But the, uh, the National League is just where it's at right now. (laughs) It really is. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing that holds up is the importance of international free agency because I think a lot of our MVP picks have been IFAs. We have Tatis, we have Acuna, we have Juan Soto. In this past season, the Red Sox signed Miguel Blaze, who is an extremely athletic and gifted outfielder. And I think if you're going to pick international free agent or the field for uh, a future MVP, you're picking an IFA. So it just shows how important scouting goes into it, uh, just based off all of our picks here. And having that international money. Okay, so I guess we're uh, we're over an hour and a half, but we're going to still end well under two hours. Uh, so I guess all that's left here is our World Series matchups. Charlie, who's going to be who's going to be playing in the Fall Classic? You got the uh, you got the White Sox. Yeah, so you got the White Sox in the American League. I just figured I'd try a fun little accent just for fun kicks, since you know we saw some insanity earlier in some picks. I figured, what the hell? Why not? Uh, White Sox and Dodgers. Uh, and do you want us to say the winner too? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, Dodgers. <laughs> I, I mean, when you, you spend that much money, 
you buy the damn thing. You're you are the New York Yankees of the nineties. You literally bought a bunch of titles. You didn't earn it. You bought it. Come on. That's it. White Sox, Dodgers, Dodgers win. Jason. Yeah. Um Dodgers Yankees. And you know, it's it's gonna be Dodgers gonna win it. Um Somehow, I, I do actually think the Yankees will will get there this year. I think this will finally be the year that their fan base thinks that the you know they've delivered them to the promised land, and oh, finally everything's coming together. And then they're going to run into the juggernaut of the Dodgers, and they're going to get their asses kicked in the World Series, and it's not going to be close. Um, but I, I just think I I look at the American League and I go the the Yankees should be they put it all together. They should be the best team in the American League. And they're still miles behind the Dodgers. That's how ridiculous that discrepancy is between the two leagues. So um, Dodgers over the Yankees. Kill me now. I didn't think we'd all be picking this. Dodgers, Yankees. I have Dodgers in five. This sucks. Um, There's just no other way to shitcoat this. I I just feel like crap is just going to go the Yankees way this season. It sucks, but this is the gut feeling I have. But thank God they're going to lose, even if Mookie Betts has to hit a walk-off home run in Mickey Mouse Disneyland over there. I, Whatever. Maybe the fans will see it if they haven't left yet. Joe? Wow, I can't believe I'm the only one to not pick the Dodgers to make the World Series here. I'm going to go with the Padres. This was tough. I wanted to pick the Braves. I went with the Padres instead. And on the American League side, I'm going to take the White Sox. The Padres are going to bring it home in six. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, don't, don't, don't laugh at me. No, about I'm laughing at the best young pitcher in baseball, and he hasn't even got a spot on the roster. I was laughing at myself, actually. And the reason why is if the Yankees miss the playoffs, I'm a genius. Um, <laughs> I'm going. Uh, uh, first team, obviously, uh, the Dodgers. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stray from the majority here as far as that goes. And my American League side is probably gonna get some reaction, but I'm going with the Cleveland Indians. I really am. I'm just. I'm just all in on the Indians. I just. I. I don't like the Yankees. The White Sox could get there, obviously, but they they got to prove the chemistry, and um, uh, Larusa has to, you know, prove that he can lead a team at seventy six years old, over a decade not being in the league. So I, I just can't I just can't go White Sox, and that's going to be a trendy pick. And if I'm not going. If I'm not going Yankees or or White Sox, I'm going with the Indians, and and we'll see. <laughs> um, Zach, uh, tell you what, it, get get you someone who loves you the way that Terry loves the Cleveland Indians. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so true. Zach has the Padre. Uh, no, that can't be right. Padres and the White Sox actually is who Zach has. So. See, I knew I liked Zach. I knew I like Zach. You got the same as me. Good reasoning. You know, going to get along just fine on the YouTube. I, I'm always like, who picks? Who's not confident enough to pick a 
a division winner to win the World Series. Like they're they're not confident enough to pick their wild team card team to win the division, but they'll they'll pick the World Series. But you can really make the case with the Padres though, if just if things line up, if you like certain things about a certain part of the team and in a in a in a tight series, you know. Some... Yeah, if health adds up and they can shorten a series to three games. I, yeah, they have the rotation to pull that off. Yeah, I, I think so too. That's that's one of the instances uh, of which you can do it. Um, so I guess that will uh, conclude the picks. We I thought we may have enough time. We flew through the American League side, but uh, with the National League side, we're a lot slower. So we may do a show this week with some reaction to some of our picks and whatnot. Um, Jason and I are going to be doing a show. Um, who is the face of of Major League Baseball, and and why should you like? What should the actual criteria for that be? It's going to be a more interesting show than uh, you you might think. So that will be recorded tomorrow night, probably released on Wednesday morning, and uh, we'll just kind of do it from there and then this sunday we're going to have the first regular season show with the regular season format studs and duds the open segment and the uh series preview so if this is your first season listening to the bastards of boston it's it's a fun format and and um you're going to enjoy it it's going to be a fun season so For the listening audience, uh, we'll be back uh, over the course of the next several days, so take care.